Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The bats. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 16. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And today we're going to break down the Thursday Night Football DFS slate, dive into the Week 16 main DFS slate, and build a lineup. And here joining me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I just realized that this Thursday Night Game's in our backyard, are we going to this game and watching Taysom Hill? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. Potential. Yeah, not, potential. Not, uh, not a bad one to go to. Playoff <laughs> uh, playoff yeah. implications here yeah. for the uh, Saints and the Rams. But uh, we'll get to that one in uh, a second. If uh, if you haven't left us a five-star rating review and you enjoy the show, please do. Uh, we pick our favorite uh, one each week and you can get a free year of action pro or some action swag if you already have uh, a sub and you want something else so uh this week's winner is andrew goano uh i hope i'm pronouncing that right but thanks andrew for the five-star rating and review you can email podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize also don't forget action network discord server for anyone who wants to join link in the episode description for that so let's get into Thursday night football, week 16. So we got Saints at the Rams. Rams favored by four, total 44 and a half. Who do you like in the captain spot? I mean, would love to go with Kyron here, but uh, <laughs> someone's quick to the draw. So I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, <laughs> who's probably the next best option because there's a ton of options uh, on the Rams side. Uh, and Stafford just loves to spread the ball around. So I like the idea of using him as a captain. If he were to throw, you know, three touchdowns, one to Cup, one to Nakua, one to Robinson or Kyron, um, it would increase the chances. You, you probably need Stafford in the captain slot to take down a GPP. Um, and Stafford, I said, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know, but he's playing at a high level right now. 
should be able to pick apart the Saints defense that I think is overrated. They've, you know, they almost made Bryce Young look really good, um, but he, he missed a ton of throws. Stafford's not going to do that. It's at home. This is a great spot for Stafford, uh, and I like going with him here in the captain slot. Yeah, Stafford playing well. Uh, I think, you know, Cup being healthy really mm-hmm. helps. And I, I like what Demarcus Robinson's giving him, too. Yeah. In that third receiver spot, uh, but yeah, I'm going Kyron Williams. I mean, he he came close to overtaking McCaffrey in my ranks this Holy week. Holy shit! Yeah, he's right there. I mean, he's just been so good. And you know, we mentioned it. You know, McVay, one of the more consistent coaches in terms of player usage from one week to the next. So these last uh, three weeks and four of the last five, Williams has had uh, at least 20 carries, and he's had 114 or more rushing yards in four of the last five games and you know 100 scrimmage yards in five straight every game uh every game since coming back from the injury and the game before uh he got hurt so uh he's been super consistent he's been scoring the touchdown almost every week for the last five he scored at least one touchdown as well involved in the receiving game each of the last four games he has uh, at least three catches so uh really think that they're gonna just continue to ride Kyron uh, and try to get this playoff spot here. So love him in a captain spot. And he obviously, you know, leverage on the more, the more he's doing on the ground, the more it kind of takes away from everyone else in the, in the game, really, especially in, in the Ram passing game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had that fumble, he got benched for Freeman. Uh, then he had another fumble, but uh, I think McVay backed him. I, I don't think he's in the doghouse. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like it. Yeah, no, but just obvious, obvious uh, captain play here. I think it was a year ago uh, we were at the Rams game and I was screaming at McVay for playing Malcolm frickin' Brown over Tyron yeah. Williams. How the yeah, tides how, have turned, you know, just. <laughs> how far we've come, man, yeah. Yeah, Cam Akers started the year on this team. I, for, I totally I, forgot about that. Forgot about that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, what, uh, what do you like for value? Uh, you mentioned it, but you know, Demarcus Robinson, I think, is a great uh, mid-range play here. And last week, he ran route on every single one of Matthew Stafford's dropbacks. You know, that was mainly due to Tutu Atwell being held out, um, and Atwell's expected to return here. But I still expect Demarcus to run a route on you know, say eight over eighty percent of the dropbacks. Um, he's just been playing really well, and he's been a top three or four option most weeks. Um, had a nice, you know, two-catch, 44-yard game with a nice touchdown. He also saw a jet sweep for 23 yards. You know, the Rams love doing that, so you could see one or two of those um, here. But, you know, he's been a nice addition to this team. He fits it perfectly. Like you mentioned last week, he's a great run blocker. So even though Atwell will return, I, I think he's going to be a mainstay in this offense and probably still kind of overlooked. I, I don't really care if, what his ownership is. I'm still using him here as a, you know, solid mid-range play with, Stafford and the captain slot, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, be, like, Atwell is able to return to more of a situational deep threat kind of role now because Robinson just gives you more run blocking and he's not really, you're not losing anything that, you know, Atwell was doing really well earlier in the year when Van mm-hmm. Jefferson was still there as that number two option with Cup out. But now you have Cup, you have Nakua, your tight ends uh, are mostly healthy. So I think Robinson. You're not really losing anything by taking Atwell out of the lineup and using him more situationally. So, um, and I think you're gaining run blocking with, with Robinson in there. So, yeah, I think Robinson will continue to be the number three, and, and Atwell will be more of the uh, the number four going forward. Uh, 
I, I like Taysom Hill. I know we talked about him in the other pod, <laughs> and we're both down on him, you know, season-long rank. I think we have him tight end 20. But I think DFS, perfect time to play a guy like him because last week, you know, probably, I guess, uh, ease back in due to injury. I mean, two touches was a season low for him. But when you look at his other games where he's had a, a low amount of touches this year, he's bounced back to next week. So, you know, first week of the season, he only had three touches for four scrimmage yards. The next week, 10 touches for 74 scrimmage yards. Um you know, in week uh, against the Patriots, he only had four touches. The next week, he had eight. And uh, more recently, against the Vikings, only three touches for 23 scrimmage yards. The next week, he comes back with nine uh, for 81. So it is a short week. Maybe he's still a little banged up. So obviously some risk, but that's the whole point. You know, low floor, high ceiling kind of guy. Uh, don't really want him, don't really want to start him in season long because the median is lower, yeah. but the the ceiling doesn't change right it's you know the ceiling is still uh you know multiple touchdowns (laughs) you know approaching 100 scrimmage yards and uh double digit touches for Taysom Hill so uh yeah like his his ceiling is a passing touchdown a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown so our median our median projections don't like him but like you said just the eruption just massive game is always there with him who you like for dark throws do you like dots Ted Okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one of the Saints' twelve tight ends here. I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, Foster Moreau. Uh, you know, he has three straight games of two or more receptions, um, two straight games of forty uh, percent or greater route participation rate, which is you know pretty high considering they do have a pretty big committee. Um, uh, so he has a you know slightly higher floor than your typical dart throw, in a you know three to four way tight end committee could also get a cheap touchdown as well. I know he had that really bad drop on Thursday night football a few weeks ago, but you know, the, the saints like to get, you know, heavy packages like that around the red zone. And uh, he could be a potential touchdown candidate here as well. So I just like the fact that he is seeing some pretty solid underlying usage to get, you know, two or three receptions here with, you know, the, the touchdown upside. Yeah. I think the saints uh, tight end room in general is the one like he did. They're all dart throws, but you definitely want to yeah. to uh, invest in them because uh, I'm going with Jimmy Graham here, and you know he's been made active these last few weeks, and he's really just a designated red zone guy at this point. <laughs> he's had seven targets this year; five have come in the red zone. He's had six catches this year; four have gone for touchdowns. <laughs> uh, so it's it, that's kind of what you're getting with him. So if the Saints get in to the red zone. Uh, expect him to get a couple. He's kind of like Isaiah Hodgins of the Giants now. Really, he's not really playing. He's only going to get like twenty percent of the the uh, the routes, if that, because it's mostly going to be in the red zone. But the touchdown probability is a lot higher than you know your normal player getting that many snaps. So mm-hmm. yeah, like Jimmy uh, to what four three games in a row he's had a touchdown. So yeah, yeah. see if he can make it four. Uh, but yeah, he's their designated touchdown guy right now. His route participation has gone up in three straight games. So who knows? Might be a fourth game. All right. uh, Let's jump over to the main slate. And there are games on Saturday, games on Monday, obviously the Thursday night game. But uh, the main slate will be the Sunday uh, set of games. So uh, who do you like for stacks in this one? Uh, This one could be chalky, but I I do like... Baker at 6K and Chris Godwin at 6.2K against the Jaguars. You know, both are coming off a huge week. It was arguably the best game of Baker's career. 
Um, uh, aside from the one where we saw him, you know, beat the Raiders without even knowing <laughs> the playbook, but uh, th- this was actually his best game. Um, so, like I said, it, it's probably pretty chalky. I, I do want to ride the wave here because I, I've been attacking this Jags defense. They've been really shaky, banged up secondary. So um, it, it could end up being less chalky than I think. You know, people are always hesitant to invest in Baker Mayfield, um, but he's playing at such a high level. I'm going to do that. He's been targeting Godwin at a insane rate the past couple of games, 38% to be exact. So I like the idea of stacking these two. Uh, sure, you could throw a Mike Evans in there. Why not? But I, I do like Godwin this week. Um, this this stack is ideal if Trevor Lawrence plays. I think if it's C.J. Beathard, I might shy away. Uh, but for a more contrarian stack, I love Kyler Murray at 6.4K and Michael Wilson at 3.7K mm-hmm. against the Bears. Uh, way more under the radar stack here. You know, the Bears defense has been very good since they got Montez Sweat back in week nine. They have a very good run defense, but, you know, their secondary can be shaky at times. And Michael Wilson returned last week. Was hell without a catch, but he had a 90% routes run rate. Uh, he's been really good as a rookie this year, especially downfield. So he could catch a couple deep balls here, maybe a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, Marquise Brown could be out or even limited. So could be a good Michael Wilson game here. So I think this stack is very sneaky because I can't imagine Michael Wilson is going to be over like 5% owned here. Yeah, I love, I love Wilson. He's too cheap. Uh, so I like that stack as well. Uh, I'm going... Nick Mullins, Justin Jefferson, uh, liked Mullins last week and he came through, you know, it's just some of these backup quarterbacks, they're going to stand in a pocket and just sling it. And, uh, Mullins is one of those guys, we know Detroit can put up a big number on D on offense. And I think this is kind of the true, um, spirit of these stacks. You have, a uh, you know, below average kind of backup caliber quarterback who's super cheap, but then you have an elite wide receiver who just by himself could get, uh, you know, get Mullins to, to respectability numbers wise and Justin Jefferson 8100 is actually pretty cheap for him as well uh on DK so I uh, want to take advantage of that in a, in what could be a, a potential shootout indoors so like like those two and then Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper, uh David Njoku if, if CJ Stroud is back this would obviously be ideal um but you know Flacco's cheap 5500 on DK Cooper is only 6400 and then Njoku's 5300 and those those have been his guys you know he's been slinging it all around another guy who's just going to kind of stand in there throw it throw the ball down the field get the ball to his top playmakers so uh like Flacco Cooper uh, Njoku at Houston as well another indoor one too yeah uh all right who do you like for dart throws y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously huh um so you know quarterback I, I do like Taylor Heineke at 4.8 K against the Colts. (laughs) You know, he's getting the start here. So, you know, he has, he has a ton of weapons in this offense. Uh, He has some rushing upside. So I think his upside's worth at this price. And, you know, the Colts play at a super fast pace, which can elevate the play volume of the opposing team Um, would want, you know, Michael Pittman to be active here to really, you know, push the Falcons to be a little bit more pass heavy, but like him here, um, I think we're in agreement with uh, Deontay Foreman being a good dart throw. I'll, I'll let you talk about him, but I love I love a couple receivers here, mm-hmm. and Traylon Burks at three point one k against the Seahawks. Uh, it's unclear if it'll be Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill. Probably won't matter for Traylon Burks' sake, but he's seeing a ton of playing time. Uh, last week he had a ninety percent routes run rate, uh, caught three passes for sixty two yards. But he's a guy that you know just sees a ton of targets downfield uh, can get some design runs. You know, he's really athletic, so he can do some damage with just a couple of carries. 
Um, so he has more paths to a real ceiling game uh, than most 3.1K uh, type of options. So love him. Um, I obviously love your Flacco, Amari Cooper, Joku stack, but you know you can also throw out a Cedric Tillman mm-hmm. uh, to be contrarian at 3.3K. Same situation. You know, Flacco's slinging around. They're at Houston. Uh, you know, Tillman had a really solid game despite Cooper and Joku both going off. So it's going to be hard to cover, you know, both Cooper and Joku. It could leave Tillman wide open at times. So love him at 3.3K. And then at tight end, I'm going just insane dart throw. This is probably stupid, but Elijah Higgins at 2.7K against the Bears. Uh, you know, only use him in just massive, massive GPPs. But last week he had a 33% route run rate. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Trey McBride. He left the game briefly, uh, then came back. But Higgins was solid. Four catches, yeah. 44 yards, and a touchdown. If you remember, like, when we were doing our best ball dart throw episode, I, I threw him out there as a potential, like, 24th round type dart throw. When he was on the Dolphins, I thought there was a chance he could be the Dolphins starting tight end. He's actually a wide receiver, so he has pass-catching upside. Um, so if Marquise Brown is held out, they could use him creatively in two tight end sets with McBride on the field. So just sprinkle him in, you know, very low median projection kind of guy. Uh, but he has a pretty solid ceiling for, you know, a guy that's probably going to be 1% owned or fewer um, at 2.7K here. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, he's like he's been showing well. I feel like he's looked good out there too. Past the eye test, um, gives them some extra juice because I mean they couldn't get anything going with the receivers yeah. last week. Uh, so yeah, I like Higgins as well. Uh, yeah, I like uh, running back Kareem Hunt. You know he's coming off a rough. I mean, really the entire Brown backfield is coming off a rough game. But I think people might hesitate because Houston has been pretty good against the run. They're up to f- fifth in DVOA, but. Hunt is really, you know, his value is he's getting most of the short yardage goal line type work. And so a lot of weeks he's going to get just as many carries as Ford. And mm-hmm. I do think the, you know, the, the Flacco, you know, Cooper, Njoku, those guys will probably be more popular, uh, even if it's without Flacco, just, uh, you know, in terms of ownership. So uh, Kareem Hunt at 4,800 on DK, uh, I think is interesting. And you already mentioned Foreman at 4,700. Uh, against Arizona, you got a home favorite lead back here coming off a bad uh, bad game. So another guy, you know, I think like to invest in uh, as a post-hype kind of bounce back guy. A wide receiver, Jamison Williams, 3,700 uh, at Minnesota. Indoor game, his route participation has trended up, especially since the bye. Uh, last week, he was over 70%, and uh, he was running more routes than Josh Reynolds. So um, didn't have much to show for it in the box score, but – that's, you know, Jamison Williams is going to be a, a volatile guy. You know, I know we talked about mm-hmm. this before the season. So want to invest in him while he's still under 4K. And you mentioned Wilson, love him as well. Uh, all the underlying metrics are good. Just could not, they, Arizona could not crack that San Francisco pass defense last week with with their, you know, outside guys. But this week could be different against the Bears and uh, tight end. You know, this is, I think we talked about this in the last pod, but Carolina's been great against tight ends. So I think Tucker Craft might not get as much ownership. So this is where I'd be more willing to invest in him. He's 3,700 at Carolina, but uh, he's been on the field pretty much every single pass snap uh, these last few weeks since uh, since Luke Musgrave went down. So uh, like Craft here, tough matchup. So that might lower his uh, ownership a bit. Yeah. Well, obviously love the foreman call. Uh, it devolved back into a three-way 
running back committee last week. It was against the Browns, though. Uh, Foreman struggled. I do like the idea of buying low. Great yep. matchup against the Cardinals. So he could uh, – his ceiling is ending up with 15-plus touches here and a couple touchdowns. So, yeah, sign me up at 4.7K. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's uh, let's jump to DK, build some lineups. Uh, My lineup went 133.4 last week. Okay, yeah, I had 137.5. Nice. It's a close one. Just as, but wait, uh, yeah, we write yours down. CD Lamb shit the bed for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, for everyone. Um, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Specifically. I, had, uh, I think my line wasn't looking too good, but I had a late push from like Terry McLaurin, uh, Stafford, like all those, yeah. like all the guys in the late games just oh. came alive. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Let's see. I'll go with the Jets defense at 3,100 against Washington. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was considering to take them early because I don't yep. know who else outside of that I would be. Got to go with the Munsies if, uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, my defensive projections are always under construction when we record, so uh, I, I just knew that yeah. one was a great play. Damn it! Well, yeah, I was you just know, eyeballing it. Yeah, just eyeballing it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Well, then I'm gonna lock in Singletary at 5,500. I think he he sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. And if you have him RB11, he's gonna really yeah. stick out to you. So <laughs> you gotta lock him up early. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'll get my other, the other guy that I'm super high on then uh, Chuba at 5,700. Mm. Uh, against the nice. Packers, twenty plus touches in each of the last three. So, wide receiver pricing is phenomenal this week. It's like they took my projections almost. Like it's just <laughs> a little tougher. Rough. He's not standing out like a ton of value, but I, I do like Jake Ferguson at forty nine hundred. Okay, uh, it's like the fifth or sixth priced tight end on a very thin slate. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with him. Should be a pass heavy game against the Dolphins. Yeah, definitely. Should be a good game. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go lock in Nick Mullins at quarterback, fifty three hundred. Who's gonna gonna figure it out? Yeah, gonna be a shootout. And the Vikings, they don't. You know, even though Ty Chandler scored last week, they don't get many rushing touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, 
hoping Mullins could give me that poor man's Kirk Cousins uh, outing yet again, over 300 yards last week. So, so enough. So enough. Yeah, way too production. cheap. That, that game was Saturday. They had plenty of time to adjust. It's not like the yeah. Monday night pricing where it's like, ah, oh, missed, missed that one. Uh, I figure you'd go there. Now, it's, who knows where I'm going at quarterback. Um, I mean, tight end pricing is really good. Wide receiver pricing is really good. Running back pricing is good. Just running back is such a shit show. Like, yeah. Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss could be top five backs this week. We don't know. Um, so I'm going to go with Rashad White. He's by far my top running back with no uncertainty whatsoever. Uh, right. No Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so he could have a really big edge on this slate. He's 7,400. Obviously, I like Baker and Godwin, but he like he is way too cheap here at 7,400. So I'll go with him. Yeah, I love it. I mean, he's been just balling. You had him last week, right? Yeah. I'm pretty yep. sure you had him. Okay. Oof. Uh, yeah, he's been unreal. Um, all right, let's see. So I got... Fifth, uh, just under 6K average for running back three wide receivers, tight end flex. Uh, I'll go with uh, Njoku at tight end, 5,300. Never go wrong with him. Um. Oh, you know who's too cheap after Monday Night Football? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. 4,500 against the Titans. I mean, he is really starting to break out. It's just tough because both Lockett and Metcalf I, they missed one game combined between the two of them. So yeah, but if if Lockett and Metcalf were both out, I mean he he'd be like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a similar type player. Yep. Um, just that's the only thing holding him back. It's it's not him personally, but man, he's starting to look really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, game winner last week. Yeah, should have had another like that would have been the game winner a couple couple weeks ago too in prime time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So man. I love these bounce back guys. So let's go Bajan again. Mm. Sixty three hundred <laughs> price is low. Worst game of the year. Yeah, perfect zone. Yeah, just all these running backs have question marks. Yep. Um Obviously he does, but I mean not as much as some of these other guys in this range. Uh, yeah, and his price is decent. Sixty three hundred. Yeah, totally. Who's starting for the Jets? It's uh, Simeon, right? Ah, God. Yeah, unless Wilson clears protocol. Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy by now, right? Yeah, but I think because they're eliminated, they like, <laughs> no, they, yeah, they scratched that. I feel like I think he, he, I think he was clear to play this week. I he might just say, "Let me out there." I just want to prove I was the you know the fastest comeback from an Achilles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gary Wilson would be sneaky at that price. Um, so oh, let's see. I mean, this guy I got to spend down at some point. Uh, we're both high on him. Um, might have a lower floor. The most guys I like to take in this, but Michael Wilson, just at 3,700. Yeah. He has the playing time. That, that, that had to be his first catchless game of the season. Typically, he's good for, you know, three or more receptions. So, got to take him here. So, I'll go with Michael Wilson. Yeah, I like him, too, for a bounce back. All right. So, I got six, just over 6K for three wide receivers and a flex. I'll go with uh, DJ Moore, 6,900 against Arizona. Kind of a bounce back spot for him. Didn't do too much yeah. last week. Man, defense is killing me. Still can't find anybody. <laughs> Glad I got those Good Jets. Lord. Yeah, how are the Jets not going to be over 80% rostered? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Where else you can go? I can't even trust the uh, Packers defense if the, the Panthers is going to run it 50 times. Yeah. Um. Man, okay. I'll have to go back to that. So I have 6K remaining per player. Um. After defense, it'll be a little bit higher. A-plus to whoever priced players this week. Excellent job. Phenomenal stuff. 
<laughs> Screw it. I'll I'll go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, I don't love it, but a little too cheap at fifty eight hundred against the Commanders. Yeah, most definitely. I'll go Mike Evans seventy six hundred against Jacksonville. Yeah, riding the wave. Um. Okay, so I I need to go with a quarterback here. Let's go with Justin Fields at seventy one hundred. All right. Block your DJ Moore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hope have to hope he doesn't run too many in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go super cheap at wide receiver. Let's go Traylon Burks thirty one hundred. Nice. Uh, just a dart throw, but uh, kind of lets you go studs and scrubs. I'll do this. So I'm gonna go Amon Ra in my flex at yeah. 8,200 against the Vikings, who just give up a shit ton of completions underneath. Perfect spot for him. So give me that. So I have uh, 2,900 to figure out while you pick which defense I'm going to take, and I still don't know. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. So I have 6,700 for a flex. I could go um, DK Metcalf, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, Zach Moss, Aaron Jones, Amari Cooper, Laporta, Ridley. Walker, Godwin, etc. I'm gonna go DK here though. Uh, I already got Traylon Burke, so hopefully, maybe get a little little sneaky shootout in Tennessee. Oh, but <laughs> either way, I mean Tennessee's been bad against number one receivers. I mean they've been bad in the passing game period. We saw who was it? Noah Brown as the de facto number one receiver for the <laughs> Texans go off after two invisible games. So you know DK coming off a nice last drive on Monday yeah. night. Go back to him here. All right, so I have 2,900 left. I can go with, like, the Bears defense, the Dolphins against the Cowboys. I don't want to do that. Uh, the Titans and what's now going to be a shootout because you're taking everybody. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go, you know, that's why that's why I went with Fields instead of Kyler. Yeah. I'll go with the Bears defense. The Bears defense has been amazing. They're 2,800. Yeah. Could get some have. turnover sacks. I have Michael Wilson, but that's fine. If they, you know, if the Bears get a pick six even more reason to start chucking it deep to michael wilson so i i, I do like it um i have fields at quarterback but it, it could still work so give me the bears but oh, don't yeah, make no, my definitely. mistake just just take the jets defense like ray bond did <laughs> i mean i like the, the bears what 14 or more points in each of the last three and they're kind of yeah. under the radar so i do like them they've been playing a lot better that sweat deal is looking better and better too oh yeah so good all right who you got uh recap Okay, so uh, I went with Justin Fields at quarterback. At running back, I went with Devin Singletary and Rashad White. At wide receiver, uh, Jackson Smith Njigba, Garrett Wilson, Michael Wilson. At tight end, I went with Jake Ferguson. My flex, I spent up and got Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, and then for defense, I went with the Bears going up against the Cardinals. I got Nick Mullins at quarterback, 5,300 against Detroit. Chuba Hubbard, 5,700 at running back against the Packers, along with Bajan Robinson at 6,300 against the Colts. Uh, wide receiver, DJ Moore, 6,900 against the Cards. Mike Evans, 7,600 against Jacksonville. And Traylon Burks, 3,100 against Seattle. Tight end is David Njoku at Houston at 5,300. Flex, DK Metcalf, 6,700 at Tennessee. And then the Jets, D at home against Washington, 3,100. All right. That is going to wrap it up for our Week 16 Fantasy Preview episode here on the Fantasy Flex. Don't forget, our Player Projections episode uh, is out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel. We'll be back with the Night Shift episode uh, where we break down the Saturday and Sunday night football slates. And then we'll do a bonus episode since we got three Monday 
uh, games this week. We'll do a bonus uh, flex episode uh, covering each of those games. So be on the lookout for that as well. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget the Action Network Discord server. Link in the episode description. Sean is on X at the underscore maker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Have a great holidays, and let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.